Hello everybody and welcome back to the Local Feed Show. On today's episode, we've got the very witty, very funny, Singapore's top everything, Pretty Nair, also known as Pretty Please. Uh, she is Singapore's internet personality and comedian. Besides making YouTube videos, she puts up content to bring up and share about topics that matter in her very own unique Pretty Please way. She has also dabbled in making rap music. Her titles include E8, Thick and Uru. On this episode, we talk about her badass um, uh, confidence, uh, building confidence, being bullied at a very young age as she started thinking critically and the importance of speaking up for something. Uh, she shared with us a creative process, how, how it's also important to never lose sight of who you are. Her thoughts on this accidental career path that she has embarked on and what's next for her. Before we get to it, if you want to support us, there are a few ways you can do so. Share an episode with your friends, check out our YouTube channel, we are on Spotify and iTunes, and last but not least, we'd like to shout out to Camilla and Co for the support. So, without further ado, remember, be bold and stay inspired. Here is the one and only Pretty Please. only um, uh, found out about the clap very late during our it's like then yeah lessons we learned I still right? don't know why we clap <laughs> it's for audio right like singing yeah, yeah. but I just do because it's fun no I no <laughs> the, the clap was um, we, we did like a, a shoot like, remember I did the, the challenge accepted there's a show mm-hmm. and then they said that you have to clap so that you can sing the video and the song because if not then the, the guy editing or yeah. the person editing has like where did this oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing I always clap for fun on the shoots but when I edit I forget about it so it's like why I don't know why I did that <laughs> I don't know yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool okay yeah okay um, thank you for being here, Pretty. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 I mean, we followed you uh, mm-hmm. because we, we love what you do. If you, if you could share a bit about what uh, about yourself, to the um, I'm Singapore stop everything. <laughs> Hi, yes, I'm that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do like comedy videos online, and I think I started off doing a lot of parodies, and then now it's just a lot of like whenever I want to say something, <laughs> I'll put out a video, but it will always be comedy, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What. Where did that Singapore's top <laughs> spark from? I mean, it's very. I mean, where where do you come up with that? That, that was a. That it was a complete joke okay. because the first video I ever did was a parody of Fashion Police. Mm-hmm. So the video started out with, if I'm not wrong, I don't know the exact words, but mm-hmm. it was a parody of Saffron Sharp and Tall Girl. The video, okay. and she said like, uh, "Hi, I'm Saffron Sharp. Like, you know, uh, Singapore's." Uh, beauty guru here in Singapore something like that like okay. basically along the lines of like she called herself a fashion influencer yeah fashion influencer so okay. when I did the video I was like since it's a parody let me just like go extreme and say I'm Singapore's <laughs> top fashion influencer so okay. when I'm obviously not and I did not care about fashion at all <laughs> so okay. I just I just wanted to exaggerate everything so that's why like the parody was re- me, me just going on the streets of Ocho Road wearing a trash bag you know doing so many ridiculous things but I was obviously sarcastic and being ridiculous when I said Singapore's top okay. So I realised it was funny Because people can see that it's Me obviously not the top fashion anything <laughs> But I'm saying I am So okay. from then on I just kept calling myself Singapore's top everything okay. Because 
like whatever the video was I remember doing an ad for like an iPhone X launch or something and yeah. I said I'm Singapore's top cure <laughs> cure is probably not a word <laughs> so like clients became okay with me making up stuff and I was like oh this can like stick on forever and yeah. I was like let me just come up with it based on the client based on the like campaign I'll just come up with something mm-hmm. yeah. okay that's interesting okay, can I just because uh, you mentioned something about your uh, uh, humour com- comedian mm-hmm. most apparently so yeah. do, peop- do, do you ever encounter people who actually say is that whatever you're doing is it a real job you know, is that you know? I mean, there's always, especially in our Singapore environment, yeah. where we talk about education and then real mm. job is nine to five and stuff. What yeah. What's your thought on that? Um, I don't think so far. No one has like asked me that straight mm-hmm. up, but I also think it's because we like Singaporeans. We talk about it a lot and we joke about it a lot. So, I have made a lot of the oh, it's not a real job, right? I've made that joke a couple yes. of times or so. So no one has actually like personally that hasn't happened, but. I think um, it's more of like when I explain myself or when I tell someone like what I do, then it's a bit awkward because if they have never heard of me, then it's very difficult to explain. Okay. It's not difficult, but it's like they just look at me like, oh, okay. Question like, mark, question I mean, mark. Yeah, then it's a bit awkward because if they've never heard of me and then I'm saying I'm a comedian, then it's very like, are you really that funny? <laughs> then it's like, I don't know, it's just awkward. So, okay. But I always say like, I always in my head, I freak out for a bit when someone's like, oh, what do you do? Then I'm just like... Um, yeah, I do like comedy videos Sometimes I'll say comedy videos Sometimes I'll say I'll just say comedian Okay So, and then when I was on radio I said like Oh, I'm a part-time DJ Because that's way more like credibility than comedian okay. somehow <laughs> <laughs> So I will just like It's always a different like combination of things I'll say mm-hmm. <laughs> But I think what I, what I should stick to is just comedian Okay yeah. and Do you feel that people should just not think about A 9 to 5 as a job? What you do is kind, kind of like a job that you do why, why do you feel like Why do you feel kind of like you won't be able to say what you actually do. Do you feel like you know what I mean? Like I think it's more of a. I say I definitely don't feel like I, I can't say it or something. It's more of like a, oh, like I have to explain this all over again. And it, there's no like proper title to it okay. because I like when I say comedian, I think stand up. Okay. I think stand up comedian. I think like Fakha Fakha, Sharul Chana. I think of all these people when I hear comedian. Okay. I don't think of an internet okay. like somebody who does it online because. It's just it's just like based on when growing up, like what I watch, everything comedian, I think of Kevin Hart, Russell Peters. So so in my head I'm like, I didn't do stand up. I don't stand up once, a stand up show, but that's not my thing, you know, it's not my main thing. So when I introduce myself as a comedian and then sometimes people will say like, Oh, then tell me a joke and I'm like, That's not how it works, you know, that's really not how it works. But sure, you know, then it will just be like so awkward. So that's why I always have that like do I can I say this to this person? How will they react? Like I'll go through all that. But it's definitely not like a Oh, it's not a real job, so I can't say it. It's definitely a super real job. I mean, the amount of work that I put in, I know it's a real job. Okay. So, yeah. Do you consider yourself an influencer? I mean, um, because it's been flowed. I mean, that's yeah. flowed around, right? I think I've been asked this question a lot, and I always say, I I think the the term influencer has just been like really like I I wouldn't say tarnished. That's a bit much, okay. but it's been like kind of gray area for the last couple of years. But now, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. If I have some form, if I have some form of influencer influence at all mm-hmm. that means I'm an influencer so okay. I would I would say yes mm-hmm. only, but definitely not like the the typical kind you see like okay. not the first thing that comes to your mind when you say influencer I would say I'm a different type but I'm definitely an influencer okay <laughs> yeah. so you're, that's your definition yeah that's, I mean if you have some form of influence like you are an influencer like whether or not like I mean you could be doing something else as your full time job but if you are like you could just be a celebrity an actress and mm-hmm. if people are believing the things you say and the things you endorse and they want to hear your your opinion your review like your words and that's that's you having influence you know okay. that's what I think 
Okay. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, how do you get so much confidence? <laughs> I think, oh. yeah. <laughs> I also don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know how. I don't know how it happened. But I think I definitely was not always like this. Mm-hmm. And even starting out, it was just... I think it was seeing the way people like actually share the same sense of humor as me. Like seeing how people actually understood where I was coming from and they had the they understood my jokes completely and I was just like, wow, like people actually get me and they get the crazy thoughts I have in my head and that gave me so much like confidence in a sense. Like I was just like, Okay, I can say anything, like these people get me, you know? I was just very like, I'm gonna say what's on my mind because it worked once and, and people like it and they like that. They, they actually like my sense of humor which I was very like I thought it would be too much but I was like cool so that, that's how I, I was definitely like encouraged to just like oh just keep being me say what I want to do because people like that and people appreciate that so uh, that, that's how it, I definitely gained confidence from doing what I do but at the start it was very difficult because I had I obviously had a lot of self-esteem issues as, as with any like kid growing up mm-hmm. like you know you have some form of like like you know self-doubt and like self-esteem issues or like someone definitely as in everyone probably got bullied somewhere down the line so I got that quite a lot in secondary school and it was I would have never pegged myself to be somebody in front of the camera for sure like I knew I loved comedy and I knew I always wanted to do something uh, comedy related mm-hmm. but I never thought I'd be like the comedian like in front of the <laughs> camera like saying all these things I thought maybe I'll write some stuff write a couple of scripts I never thought it would be me so I think I think it was me just not thinking too much about it and just putting out that one video and because it was for me what inspired me to even do that video was just me being very like taken aback mm-hmm. and shocked that how this is actual content like people actually you think it's okay to make fun of people on the streets of Orchard Road and like you have a whole channel endorsing you and like somebody like you probably got paid a lot of money for this and I was like wow and this is actual like this would have gone on TV or like Toggle and things like that and I'm like that's not okay so it was just me being very angry about something mm-hmm. and, and like it was just me scrolling in the office I saw this video I wrote my eyes so hard <laughs> I texted my friends like do y'all see this and then we started talking about it the next day my friends came over we were like hey let's just go to Orchard Road and do the same thing but let's just make fun of like random stuff like statues, pigeons, you know like super random stuff so that was how it happened it was just like being so like annoyed and angry about something that I was just like I didn't put much thought into it to it. I did not think it would go viral I just thought like oh like it's just funny and we can also show people how ridiculous it was and by you know mocking like ridiculous things like that then people realise that oh yeah technically somebody just did that and that was an actual ad yeah. so yeah, I didn't think too much about it. I think if I did, I probably would like, no, I probably cannot say this, I probably need to cut this out. But I did not expect it to go viral. That's why I was like, okay, let's just do whatever I think is funny. And then once it went viral, I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, wow, people actually shared the same sentiment. Like, people knew that was not okay. Which was, which was nice, like, because people was, like, they were all like discussing in the comments and they were saying like, oh, about time someone like, you know, actually spoke up about this. And I was like, that's so cool that everybody thought the same thing. <laughs> Somebody had just had to say it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, okay. So when you you mentioned that you were um you had a lot of, uh like kind of bullying yeah. back in secondary school, mm-hmm. right? Does that kind of like build the character in you that you got to stand up for something? Mm. Because I mean, if if that didn't happen to you, I mean, you yeah. probably be like cruising. Oh, okay, it's another. Yeah. you know, you won't be so angry about such issues or yeah. be angry about such things, right? Mm. I mean, does that have an kind of like a have an impact on um, things that you? I would say for sure because if I didn't get bullied or if I weren't if I didn't like face all that at such a young age I probably wouldn't like I wouldn't even think that much about these things because growing up I was just very like 
I would say I started like thinking very critically <laughs> like at a young age because of getting bullied because of like all these things that happen around me and then I was like wait but why and then I realized that I started questioning a lot of things and then I started not- realizing that this happens to like every other kid like who looks like me or like who just is different in a way like not just appearance but in the things you like and the things you you want to do or like your ambitions things like that so then I realized that it's it happens all over the world and then eventually internet became crazy and then I saw I saw everything happening online and across the globe and I'm just like wow like it's everywhere mm-hmm. and then that's when I realized that here in Singapore like in a sense of like influencers and people that we have to look up to there's not a lot of people that look like me or like sound like me mm-hmm. so I was just like like there's obviously a space here for for me to do something good with my platform for me to just do you know, embrace myself, just do what I want to do and show everyone else who looks like me, sounds like me, who's like been through anything that I have, to, they know they know now that you do you, you, know, you can do anything you want to do, like really it's possible, like it's surprisingly it's possible because I would have never thought like here in <laughs> Singapore there was a space for like like someone that, like me, like you know someone who does not look like the rest of, of the influencers, someone who doesn't sound like them, someone who's just full on doing comedy and not not here to like you know, product place anything <laughs> like actually coming here to tell you something. Okay. So yeah, I definitely think that if I didn't, I mean, I I I wouldn't take back any of the experiences I've had, even though in the moment they were horrible and I obviously didn't want to be going through that. But I I always say this actually, like things that go on at home and even like with family, I always tell like the people around me that um, it definitely shaped me to be who I am today. Because if I didn't go through those experiences, I probably would not have the values I have now, or I just would not. Like I wouldn't probably, I probably wouldn't treat people the way I do now. You know, I wouldn't like be this kind or like th- like things. You know, I just wouldn't be this way because I've been through things like that, and I truly believe in the whole like treat people the way you want to be treated thing. Okay. So even though like I might hate someone's guts, right? <laughs> I still would be like, you know what? Just live and let live. Like just let it go. Like I literally am the kind. I'm so surprised that I'm still like this, but I would just be like, you know what? Just move on. <laughs> like I will force myself to just. Never mind, walk away. <laughs> like, you know, don't do anything, don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. So I still like have I, I still tell myself all these things. And I realized that it's really because of my parents being that way. It's mm-hmm. how my mom brought me up. It's how like I just at home I'm like that, you know? It's like me and my brother argue all the time and I'm just like, okay, let it go. <laughs> you know, so that that I, I brought that to like real life and yeah, I'm glad I'm like I like I'm like this now. Yeah. Okay. Yo, you mentioned you have a brother, Sukhas, yeah. right? Yeah, older brother Sukhas. Yeah. Sukhas. Okay, you guys did the Oru thing. Yeah, Oru we did a song together. Okay, well, tell us a bit about that. I mean, how did that? <laughs> how did that come come along? <laughs> this one was so funny because actually I don't think I told anyone the story, but I was um, earlier, like very early in twenty eighteen, I did a rap for Body Shop. Okay. So it was a T three rap, and my brother and I were looking for beats online to buy for for this for this client for the client lah. So. Mm-hmm. We were just searching for beats and then while searching my brother like was just listening to a couple and then he started singing along to one. So he played this beat and then he looked at me and he's like, Ooh, this is the yeah. And then I just looked at him like I was just laughing because the word is very like it's it's something parents use in a very sarcastic and negative like connotation. It's like when you yeah. come home very late, then an Indian parent will look at you and be like, Ooh, this is like have you been travelling around the whole world? Like that's all that is in one word. Okay. I know it's a very like long term <laughs> word, but it just means like, have you been gallivanting? Have you been wandering around the whole Singapore? Like it's just very sarcastic. Mm-hmm. So when my brother was saying that, I just looked at him and I was like shaking my head, like, wow, mom needs to hear this, like because our mom says this to us all the time. Okay. So it was just funny, and then I said, oh my god, we should buy this beat. So just buy it, just buy it. One day let's make this song. 
So this was like in May, May 2018, and I said, one day let's write this song, and we actually bought it because they had a one for one. Okay. <laughs> so we were like, okay, free, just, just, take, just buy the one I actually need, and then let's just take this as the second okay. one. So I kept it in my computer for so long, and then like in December, finally when I was like free for a bit, I said to him, actually let's work on that song, let's actually do it, let's just shorten it because nobody's going to like pronounce Wood or Sutraya, like nobody can, only a, like a Tamil Indian person will be able to say it yeah. and it's going to be so difficult to catch on or like for other people to sing. So we shortened the word to Wood, which yeah. just means like city, like your nation, your home, but definitely not the same meaning as okay. the full word, <laughs> but we were like, oh then actually we can make this song about where we came from, like our roots, because the song is called Your Nation, like your city, that's the title. So. So that's why that's how this whole song became like really my brother and I kind of talking about our roots and like you know we joked about some things like like in one of the lines I said something like they said we descended from money changes okay. because my brother and I obviously I think with any other Indian kid in Singapore like somebody has definitely made a money changer joke somebody has definitely said like like oh money somebody has definitely made that reference like and I actually had a friend whose uncle was a money changer and he also like heard that <laughs> a lot in school okay so I was just like wow this would be so funny they say we descended from money changers but I know that this money will never change us okay. so that was the line and I was like that's amazing because that's true like yeah. no matter what no matter where we end up or where we go we will always be the same like that you know I will always be your sister you're always gonna be my brother we're here for each other and nothing will ever change mm-hmm. so. And I think as with like everything that has happened in my career in the past two years, I would like to think I haven't changed at all. <laughs> if anything, I definitely have noticed I'm more vocal. Okay. Like now I feel like I can actually speak because people will listen. But other than that, I think I'm I'm same old me la. Like every time <laughs> I see my friends, they're like, how are you? I'm like, same old. <laughs> and then they look at me like, really pretty. You, same old. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm really like same. Like, yeah, nothing has ever changed. La. So yeah, th- this song was really like important, I felt, because we... Like both of us studied Mandarin in school mm-hmm. But the fact that we My brother like rapped in Tamil And you know we kind of like Were embracing our roots here I thought it was really important Because a lot of people just assume like Oh you don't speak Tamil Like people think I'm, I'm mixed People always assume I'm mixed Why Like if you don't okay. Because I guess in school like You need an actual reason to mm-hmm. study at your mother tongue So like for me to study Mandarin I don't know how my parents did it But back in, in kindergarten They like wrote a letter to the school Asking if I could study Mandarin I remember seeing it in my report book Like it, my dad wrote like a whole letter to my primary school requesting for me to do Mandarin as my mother tongue but when I asked them they said that um, it was better for my future mm-hmm. exact words just it's better for your future and I never questioned it and I didn't know why but I definitely did not enjoy the process <laughs> it was so tough like okay. being like my brother and I are the only people in the family you know to know Mandarin so it was so tough like when we didn't understand anything we had like we only had tuition teachers to help and we went through like I think 10 different tuition teachers because okay. we were so bad at it okay. so yeah, it was a very tough process. So that's why we thought like this song would be so good to like, like you know, just show that no, we are we are Indian. We're here. We're embracing our roots. We might have studied Mandarin, but you know, this is who we are. Yeah. So that song was really like, and I think my favorite part of the song was getting all our friends who are non uh, non Indian friends to like lip sync the chorus, and then we compiled. And oh, the yes, music video right. was like a compilation yeah. of like a lot of like Malay, like. Uh, not even Singaporean friends and um, Chinese friends to like rap along and I thought that was really cool because in that process I had to explain to them the meaning and everybody was like learning a new word yeah so I thought that was cool to see my non-Indian friends sing along
Okay, yeah. oh, that's very interesting. I mean, yeah. So you and your brother are quite close, man. Yeah, yeah, we're really close. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that one interview that you did with your brother. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. It was like for Singapore Tourism Board, mm. and then they they just wanted to like highlight people who basically passion made possible, lah. So people who are like hustling, trying to like make mm. their passion their their full time thing, and they just wanted to feature people. And I actually asked my followers, who do you want me to feature? And a lot of people commented, like Subhash, Subhash. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let me interview my own brother. <laughs> but it was fun, lah, because because it was my brother. I got to like get away saying a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm lucky like that he allows me to do all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's quite funny. Okay, um, you mentioned Mandarin. Mm. You studied Mandarin in yeah. school. Uh, I saw this video. Uh, if you can share with us what, why you came up with the E8? Oh, E8. yeah, the, the story behind E8. I mean, I, I saw yeah. the video. It's quite um, interesting. Because I literally got E8 for my O level Chinese. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, so I think this was an idea I had from when I started doing music. Also, when my first song came out, thick. Like before that, I was already thinking like, okay, I'm definitely gonna do a song that's in Mandarin because okay. Mandarin rap was obviously a huge thing. Because okay. after like High Brothers, especially, like Mandarin rap was was insane, and hearing it already was just like, wow, like I don't know how they do it. And I thought I told my brother like it was in convers like I work with him on all my songs. So I I told him like it'd be so sick if I rap in Mandarin, even though I don't think that's possible. <laughs> and then we were like. Actually, it's so cool if we wrote a song called E Eight because okay. I actually got E Eight. But in the lyrics, we're actually rapping and we actually sound really good. And yeah. you don't sound like you got E Eight, but you actually got E Eight. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. So we we tried writing the song together, and it was it was tough. Writing the song was the toughest, I think, because writing in Mandarin is not easy, and rapping in Mandarin is is even worse because of the Hanyu Pinyin, and yeah. each word has like a different ing, like how you're supposed to say it. So writing it was one thing, but actually rapping it in the studio was like everything that I was saying. I just rapped it to the beat, like how you rap a normal English song. Okay. But then I realized that no, 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 that's not how this word is supposed to be. Like it actually is supposed to go up. <laughs> and then it was so painful. Like I got stuck on like certain words for like maybe just twenty minutes trying to pronounce like just two words in the song. It was so tough. And but it was a very interesting process because okay. after doing like two English songs and then going in and doing Mandarin, I was just like. This is no joke. <laughs> like I don't know how people do this. I don't know how people rap in like a, another language. Like not not their first language for sure. That's tough. And but it was a very like uh, I thought it was a really important song to put out because it was just like I'm here. Like I'm trying to show you that. I think the visuals in the video was really important because I did like a whole juxtaposition where I wore a sari in Chinatown mm. and I was just rapping in a sari. So it was just very like I'm Indian. I'm still embracing my roots. I can be rapping in Chinese even though I took Chinese in mother tongue. Like. I'm still Indian. Like I don't, I don't forget that. Like just because I can hold a whole conversation in Mandarin, that doesn't mean I'm Chindian. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm mixed. Like people always confuse that. But it's just, it's a language. It's a language I took, and it's a language that it's a huge part of me and my childhood here because I studied that since I was like five, six years old. So yeah. yeah so as much as like I'm not, I'm not Chinese at all. It's it's still a huge part of my life speaking the language. Yeah. So I thought like I was just really glad I did that. That was something I always wanted to do and. I thought it was it, how it turned out was crazy. The people I worked with, they made the video, the music video, like so insane, like yeah. it was so cool. Yeah, so that was like one of my favorite projects ever. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's yeah, it's amazing. Cause yeah. I was like watching, I was like, oh my gosh. And sometimes you you do the subtitles yeah. different. <laughs> it's all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like completely incorrect. <laughs> it's fake news. Yeah. So my yeah, whole subtitles are like yeah. So actually, this is something people people think I until today people think I pay somebody to write my subs. 
Okay. I'm like, guys, what would I pay someone to write everything wrong? Yeah. <laughs> like, I can do this on my own. So it's it's literal. Like, I don't Google translate anything. It's okay. it's exactly like my keyboard and my MacBook is literally English or Hanyu okay. <laughs> So I have to change it. I have to like toggle between either one, and then I'm typing in my Premiere Pro setup. I'm just typing in Hanyu Pinyin, and it's everything that I type is just I just imagine in my head like. It's exactly how I would say it. Like how I'm trying to explain this to my Chinese teacher in school, and she's just looking at me like, "Wow, your Chinese sucks." <laughs> so, like, it's so bad because I like even in school, my oral exam, right? Like, y- you know how your teachers always tell you, if you don't know the word, just skip. Okay. Like in your exam, just play it cool. If you don't know the word, you just skip, go to the next word, and just act like you didn't even mess up, right? That's that's what they always tell you in, in yeah. mother tongue class, lah. So. I remember I, I live very strongly by that rule <laughs> because I sat down for my oral exam and I skipped half my passage. <laughs> like I just skip, skip, skip. And I remember my examiner just looking at, wait, where's she now? <laughs> like the whole time he was just trying to find like where is she now in this passage? And I didn't even know. I just just played it so cool. And because it's oral, you just look at your paper. You don't have to look at him. <laughs> so I was just like reading, reading, reading. And then okay. my pa- my exam finished so quick la, because everyone <laughs> took like maybe like ten minutes. Okay. I was like three minutes. I was done. And then uh, he looked at me. It was like a lot of awkward eye contact. And then I'm like, okay, see, see. <laughs> and then I walk off like, thank you, thank my examiner, everything, and I leave. And then I remember seeing my my exam results. I got twenty over forty. Okay. <laughs> he obviously passed me just because he didn't want to fail me, la. But considering I only read half the passage, twenty <laughs> over forty, that means it's full marks. This is full marks. That was really good, actually. <laughs> yeah, but it was so funny because <clears throat> yeah, taking Mandarin at school was really like. Hilarious, like my and my Chinese name was Mei Li. Mei like it actually really is Mei Li. Like it's a. I remember for a while in my life, I actually started. I actually wrote that on all my like exam papers and everything. And then by the time I was like primary six, I gave it up. Lah, I was like, okay, this is a bit embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, okay, lah, I don't really want to tell people it's Mei Li. Let me just tell people it's pretty. I don't have a Chinese name, you know. <laughs> so I eventually dropped it. Like I didn't want to tell people because, I mean, it literally is like it's yeah. like as if my English name was P R E T T Y, like pretty, you yeah. know. So I was just like. Wow, I cannot laugh. <laughs> Very embarrassing. And then my teachers in class, so they will like say my full Chinese name, which is Na Mei Li. <laughs> and I was like, please don't. <laughs> just call me pretty guys. <laughs> and I am the only kid in my Chinese class that will speak in like full English. <laughs> like I got away with that. I don't know how. But my teachers, I think everybody was like, okay lah. I mean, she's studying Mandarin lah. Let's just give her a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone kind of like gave me like a lot of second chances just because I was an Indian kid mm-hmm. studying Mandarin. Yeah, it was okay. fun lah. <laughs> okay, it's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, your parents had, had foresight. I mean, yeah, yeah they, really, they, really did, they really did. Actually, I mean, throughout my the entire process, I was really like suffering, <laughs> like, but but for real though, like in O levels time, I was a bit like worried because I was like, um, because I was in Sec Five, and for my class, we didn't get offered like a lot of subjects. So we, it was either like home economics or pure geography, and I was like, okay, I'm taking pure geography because. Just not a home econs okay. kind of person, <laughs> so I I remember thinking pure job, and that's not an option that anybody looks at me and says, oh, good choice. Everybody's just like, why? <laughs> so I remember like, uh, for my we needed six subjects. So if I wanted to go to, if I actually wanted to apply for JC, I needed like to make sure my L one R five was below a certain number and everything. So I remember I needed the subject. I needed Mandarin. I couldn't like forego it and just be like, never mind, let me use everything else. So, so I, I remember my L one R five. If I'm not wrong, was like. Nineteen or something it was like crazy. Like I just 
no, no, yeah, yeah, it was like 18 or 19 basically. So my Mandarin, I got E8. Okay. But once I minus it off, it was like 11. <laughs> it was like 10 or 11. I was actually pretty good. So my Mandarin took like the amount of scores that all my other subjects took in, okay. com- in total. So it was damn ridiculous. So at the end, I only qualified. I only could enter one JC. Okay. And I remember like, oh, you know what? Let me just actually do what I really want to do. And then that's when I decided that probably get into MassCom lah. So lucky for me, like I took away Chinese yeah. and then I could enter MassCom because it was 10, yeah, it was 10 points. So yeah, Mandarin was really insane. But I remember having that whole dilemma that like, if I really want to go JC, I need this option. I need to actually like take this subject and try my best because I don't want to like have no choice. Mm-hmm. So I like that I had that option, but I, I still chose what I wanted lah. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was so ridiculous the whole process. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I wanted to ask you a bit about your creative process. Mm-hmm. As in, you know, do your videos or the messages that you put across, right? Do they have like a, a, a deeper meaning or read between the lines and stuff mm-hmm. like that? And the creative process behind it. Um, I think I think because I don't I don't put out regular content, mm-hmm. so I put out a lot of topical stuff. So it's really like Chinese New Year, then Deepavali, like and there always always be videos at this time for me. So I think because it's it's not like like I don't force it like I don't say like oh every Monday every Friday I have videos it's I, I just don't like to do that because I don't want to like force the creativity I don't want to like um, oh if there's nothing to say then don't say lah that that's how I, I that's what I think so so far like all my videos have been oh if something happens I want to parody it or like something I think people should know or like we should start talking about that's when I'll do the video so I think the it's it's stressful for sure because that means all my videos are very like timely it's very like something happens i would have to okay go immediately start writing something and then have to figure out like when i'm going to shoot this what do i need and so pretty much all my videos are like that it's very like fast it's very intense but it's also because it's it's topical it's things that i want to i think it's timely i have to speak about it now so the creative process is i mean i obviously in all my scripts i think i will always write something where if it if you let this, if you miss it, it's gonna fly by your head. Like it's a joke here, where if you if you actually like try and read into it and see what I'm trying to say, then you're gonna you're gonna get it. So sometimes it's quite like like I think a good example would be I, I did this video where it was called Indian Girl Fights Back. Okay. And then it was it was that whole like um, a lot of things happen. I think if I'm not wrong, like NOC put out a video where uh, the girls did like a makeup tutorial and they likened like something to Deepavali. Like they said, oh, you look like you're going to Deepavali because the girl had like foundation like like dots on her head okay. and so it was very like very lowbrow like very really like that's not okay you know how did that how did everybody let that slide so like things like that like all a couple of things happened and then i, I did a whole video where I, I said indian girl fights back so it was as if like a, my whole life i've been so angry and here i am finally gonna fight back so the video was i, I mentioned the noc thing then what banana like like many years ago they painted themselves brown so i mentioned a lot of these like crazy things that happened okay. that we kind of like forgot about like i think a lot of people don't talk about it anymore and they still like watch all these people's content and they still love everything but you completely let that slide mm-hmm. so i mentioned all that and I, at the end of the video i was like but where's my bracelet <laughs> so like you know i still brought it back to like a, okay i will still diss myself and diss my my race for a bit but it's just to show you that hey I, I just now I'm just having fun we're all just having fun but I hope you get you start talking about these things important things so in that video I remember doing something that was very I think a lot of people missed it but a few people came out to me like oh my god you just do that <laughs> so when 
I was I was talking to the cameraman. So in the video, I was like looking at the cameraman and I was saying, uh, Xiao Huang, how do you expect me to react to everything that people do? Like I was scolding him, okay. but I, I actually decided to to actually have a response to everything, lah. So while I was talking to him, I was organizing M and M's. Okay. So <laughs> nobody organizes M and M's, but I opened, I emptied out the packet, and I was like organizing them by color. Okay. <laughs> and then all the yellow ones were like one side. And then I, I remember looking at the camera and I say I have better things to do. And then I pushed out all the yellow M and M's. So so everybody was like, <laughs> like that was very ridiculous. So I was saying I have better things to do, mm-hmm. but I'm not doing anything better. I'm organizing M and M's and I'm pushing all the yellow ones away, which is obviously a sneak diss yeah, It's yeah. like a it's just comedy because here I am saying Indian girl fights back, and then I'm pushing the yellow one as if I'm like I'm a big racist. So it was just funny, and quite a lot of people were like. You just push the yellow ones away, <laughs> and then I called my my cameraman Xiao Huang, which okay. literally translates to little yellow. Okay. So in my subtitles, I wrote little yellow. <laughs> the people were like freaking out, like that's not even a real name. That's so messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's those little things. I think mainly I get away with it in the subtitles. <laughs> so because people like I mean when you watch it normally you think like oh normal video translations yeah. but when you really go and read it's like. Wow, I don't even know. It's really in the. I don't plan on doing it, but when I'm writing, I'm just like, hey, actually, I can make a joke here. Or actually, let me just uh, like, for example, if I have a video already coming out, but something in real life, like something actually happens, like you know, a, a big mothership like break, like news article, like expose, and then I'll reference it in my subs. Yeah. So I didn't mean for this video to have anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. But if you look at my subtitles, it's still very like timely. It's still very like. Oh my god, she just she's talking about a thing that just happened. So yeah, that that's how I I think I would. It's very rewriting the lines. It's really the subtitles. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, I mean, if you really catch, because sometimes you're right. It's very fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, anyway, hang on. Then we rewind. Then <laughs> what did you say? We will laugh at the fact. And then I realized that at the start, right, like my first few videos, mm-hmm. there were a couple of people who would transcribe the whole thing and translate. So okay. they were like. What, there will be one guy in the comments. He'll write the whole transcription, and then he will translate everything for everybody. And mm-hmm. then people will like his comment, like "Thanks, we needed this." And then some people will be like, "I watched it five times just to catch." And I'm just like, "That's how I get my view. <laughs> I just do fast subtitles. That's how we were rewind." <laughs> okay, because I find it's amazing how because you mentioned you do topical, top, I mean mm. topics, right? And then you got to kind of think. At the spot, on the spot, kind of right, because it has yeah. come out immediately, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm actually quite curious. I mean, that means you, you, your creativity going out up, up in your mind is like crazy. <laughs> that means I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's very intense, la, But I don't I don't really like, I don't hold myself to like a okay, you must do this. Like I don't do that because I know that's when it's gonna definitely gonna stifle your your whole process yeah. if you do that to yourself. So if I miss it, I miss it. Like if I miss the opportunity to talk about something or like. I don't want to force it lah for sure. So for me, it's like for example, the the Miss Universe dress. Mm-hmm. So I remember being in the office and I I was at, I was part timing at MediaCorp back then. So I remember I was early in the office for a meeting. So I had nothing to do. I was really just there. I was like waiting for everybody to hit their lunch break. And we're gonna have lunch. So it was just that that whole dress thing came out. Everybody was freaking out, talking about it, and I'm like. Hey, I'm free now. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple of minutes to kill. <laughs> Let me just Photoshop myself in that dress. So that's when I, I made the real like like Singapore dress, and then it was very like, I put a lot of like headlines and a lot of like topics and things that happened in 2018 because this was nearing the end of the year anyway. So to me, it was like, hey, this is like a nice roundup anyway. Like off, as I usually would do like a wrap up video, and I'll do like, I'll talk about all the crazy stuff that happened in the year. So I thought like this dress is perfect. Like I just photoshopped a lot of like. 
like, there was like Eden Ang's face there. <laughs> like it was really like very a lot of the ridiculous and crazy things that happened in 2018 was covered in that one dress. It was just one picture. I photoshopped myself instead because I mean I didn't want it to look like I was dissing the, the our, our Miss Singapore. Like for sure it wasn't a, it was not about that. It was just about the dress. Yeah. So I photoshopped myself wearing it instead. And then I posted it and people were like, oh my god, this is the real Miss Singapore dress. <laughs> like this is the real like shade and the things that really happened. And I was like that's so funny because I just I was free but if I wasn't free in that moment I probably would have missed that I probably wouldn't have done anything because like realistically I just couldn't and by then so many different memes like so many yeah. different dresses came out so I'm glad like I did it when, when I saw it you know I had time to but I mean it doesn't work that way all the time like. sometimes it's very like I would think of something and then I'll start writing a whole like I mean I only do a video if I think it's it's worth a video like if, okay. if I have enough jokes because I wouldn't want to like do like a like a half past six kind of thing. I wouldn't want to like half ass it basically. So I just did a whole like I'll just start writing a script and then I'll this is the part where I always like send it to my best friend and my brother. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll be like, what do y'all think? Like they are my basically my people and okay. my creative process. So because I think I would I would think we share like the same sense of humor. We love at the same things. They send me the, the same like things that they think I should be writing about. They're like, oh my god, pretty like do something about this. So these two people are like I will send them everything and then they would tell me like like oh oh my god I think you should say this instead or oh my god you should shoot this here it'll be damn funny so they always have input okay. and I think that's that's literally my process it's just me writing all my thoughts down somewhere and trying to make it like um, <laughs> like just just make it like readable for someone <laughs> and then so that they can comprehend everything I'm trying to say and then I send it to both of them if they think that oh my god you should do it then that's when I actually like okay what do I need what do I when can I shoot this so that's that's literally how it works okay. because. If I don't, if these two people like don't don't think it's worth it or like they don't they don't think it's that funny, then I probably wouldn't do it okay. because I always need someone else to to like check it out first. Because if I just write or do anything I think in my head, I think it'll be really <laughs> like really intense. <laughs> it'll be a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that means you. I mean, because sometimes in this world, right, I mean, in the creative world or mm. in the influence, like you know, social media, everyone's yeah. trying to create content. Sometimes they force the content, yeah. but for you, is you feel. You, you just need to get that, that feeling that okay it's it's you yeah. know and then you just put yeah. it out there I mean because sometimes people mm. chase their followers mm. but you're creating original content to speak for what how yeah. you feel towards something mm. kind of right you yeah know, so in a way. I think actually a lot of people have always like I think it goes back to how how it all began for me because I, I understand the whole chasing the followers thing because if I was I mean now that I'm in the game I get I get why you would need like some form of numbers or some or like something like that to show your credibility because at the end of the day when, when you get gigs and clients and things like that it's really based on your numbers mm -hmm. it's not like it might not be a personal thing like I truly don't care about the amount of followers I have and it's not a I mean obviously when I hit milestones I'm just like hey cool like the number changes like hey it's a nice number you know like things like that it's like normal I think with anyone yeah. but it's not like a oh my god I'm stressing out I need more followers I need to do something something big you know it's definitely not like that but I, I think for me I can say that because I did not start out like doing this to, to be where I am today. It really was accidental and it was fun and then I realized that actually I'm talking about very important issues and things that I wish someone else was talking about and like it's the kind of videos I just would love to see and I would love to comment and tag all my friends and be like, oh my god, like someone's actually saying this. So I'm glad that I'm that person for, for my followers now. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just because of how I started that that's why I'm not like that now. Like because I know that the number matters a lot, but if you think about it, like I've hit like 
half a million views on like certain videos. I feel like crazy amounts of like virality in, in videos, but it does not translate. And it doesn't translate to my followers and my my number on Instagram because it's if you if you think about half a million or hundreds and thousands, you would think my followers would be insane. But no, I have like a, a humble nineteen nineteen K followers, which I think is it's okay. Mm. Like it, I mean based on the if you want to compare it to the average like content creators, well that is not high at all. Like that is not a big number. So, but I'm okay with that because I feel like the amount of influence I have, mm-hmm. and if Pretty Please like speaks about something, that is definitely gonna have some form of like reaction or like impact or like get a conversation started at least. Mm-hmm. So, and that's okay with me. That's all that matters because that that's why I do what I do. It's because people need to start like realizing things or like just start discussing topics and like get them thinking and get conversations started. So if I still have that impact, that's okay because a number doesn't. I don't think you can put that into a number. Okay, so yeah. I understand. That's your why. Yeah, I mean, that's the why. I mean, it's very important because that mm. is your why. Why you started in the yeah. first place. Oh, that's beautiful. It's inspiring. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I want to touch a bit about okay because sometimes the topics that you talk about or things that you put out sometimes a bit controversial, right? In the sense, right? Yeah. Do you ever? You know, I'm. I'm sure. Do you? I'm not sure whether you get like naysayers or people who mm. actually diss the things that you say and stuff like that. How do you deal with that? Actually, the bulk of like, like, <coughs> like based on every video I've ever put out, the the only jarring thing that I would say the naysayers have said, it's just been like bullying. It's just been like personal attacks. It's really, it's not really about my content, which I would definitely appreciate. Like if it's like criticism, like I would obviously like I pay attention to the comments I get. I actually want to see. I mean, if my point is to get, if my reason is to get people. Talking about things, I obviously will pay attention to what they're talking about yeah. in my comments. So that's when, like, I realized that if people had something like bad to say, it was really just like personal attacks. It, it really was just bullying. Like, oh, like I put out a song called "Thick," and it was just me having fun with it. Was just embracing, like, okay, I'm a thick girl. I'm not a skinny girl, and I didn't want to like skinny shame. I didn't want it to be like a. I know people. People like to say skinny shaming is not a thing, <laughs> but but it is because I have a friend who is like extremely like like skinny and. People in the office will be like, "Oh, you don't, you don't like, you don't ever eat." You know, they will say things like that, and I get that. That is skinny shaming. That is like the same thing you'd say to a fat person. Like you know, you'll say things like, "Oh, like you shouldn't eat that." It's the same thing. It's just the opposite. So I think skinny shaming is a thing, okay. and I think that in the song, I really wanted to make sure that uh, I was not shaming a skinny person. But I had a whole like verse that said, "Skinny girls to the side, to the back." But I meant like, okay, your time in the <laughs> in the spotlight is is. Over like here is the tickle. So that was it was just jokes and the song was very cheeky. It was like I said, um, there's a lyric that said F a tiger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was like it's talking about the beauty standard. It's not about you if you have a tiger. You know. So it was I, I just tried to make it very like it's not personal. All my friends are skinny, so trust me, I I love skinny people. So so yeah, that was very like I had a lot of fun with it. It was very cheeky and I think in Singapore there was like. I can't think of any other song or any other like original song. There was something for like a curvy girl. There was like a embracing like a a, a curvy body or something like that. Because I just I mean I haven't heard of it. I would love to know if there is lah, but I just haven't heard of any song like that. So I was just like, this is so much bigger than me. It's not even about myself. It's just about people who look like me in general. So I thought it was a great song. And it was so catchy, <laughs> and then I I realized, and even all my skinny friends, the girl that I just mentioned, she bought my T-shirt that said "thick," and she got shamed so bad for wearing that. So it was just so fun to make and everything. And in the comment section, it was like so many people saying like, "There's a difference between thick and fat." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, facts. That's true. There is a difference, lah. <laughs> He's right." But I was just like, 
wow, it's so like in the comments, people are just so quick to like shoot you down. They don't care that they don't care about what you've been through. They don't care about your backstory. It's just okay if you don't look the way I like. I'm gonna say something, and I'm I'm not here to please whatever, you know, like fantasy you have of like a a, a rapper, a female rapper, you know. Like I'm not here to like fit that. I'm just gonna do what I wanna do, and if you don't like it, then like okay, hit me with a dislike, and then go like you know like move move aside. But I just think it's so like it doesn't do good for anyone, you know. Like you leaving a comment like that, it's just like the people who are on my side or people who like don't see. Where he's coming from, I'm gonna comment back and like start an argument in the comments, and I'm just like, why would you do that? Because I've watched like ninety percent of the videos I watch, I I had a lot of things to say, or I have a lot of like, oh, why is this person doing this, or like, why why is this happening? But I don't leave hate comments because that just does no good for anyone, like not even yourself or the people viewing it, and you don't know how much of an impact that has that has on someone, I think. Because I mean, I definitely got super affected at the start. But by the time I put out thick, I was very like, okay, <laughs> I expected it. <laughs> like, sure, like there's always gonna be one anonymous person with no like username or no proper username or proper user profile pic. That kind of people will leave you the hate comments, and that's when you know like, okay, they are out here to actually hate on people. They are out here to actually leave this kind of like not constructive criticism on other people's stuff and just put you down lah. So yeah, I got. I mean, I would get a bit. Like affected at the start, but definitely by the time thick was out, I was just a bit like, I uh, expected, and then I was like, whatever. And if I could think of a funny response, I would res- I would reply back, or sometimes I'll just like the comment just to be like, okay, <laughs> like no that <laughs> You know, it was like a very did not affect me, but I just want to let you know that okay. you know here I am being the bigger person because like you said, I'm fat. <laughs> so yeah, so it was just very like, uh, I'm okay with it really at this point. Yeah, but when it got personal, like it was, it was definitely very scary at the start, lah. It was like a, huh? Like there's so many people on the internet, and you would there's so much, so much content out there, but you would come here and leave this kind of comment on on someone who's just like, you know, just like like living her best life, like doing something fun, and then you're just there to like hate on it. Okay. Yeah. Do Do you mind if I ask you as in what kind of personal comment? I mean, um, it was mainly it was mainly about like, it was mainly about weight. It was okay. really always about like. Yeah, I don't think I got any like racist comments, but definitely I had a very early in my career. I had a video that like men's not hot. Mm-hmm. I did a like a girl version of it called girls not hot. Okay. And that video went viral in UK. Did not expect that. Don't know how it it. I mean, cause it was a, it was a UK rapper, so somehow it just got viral there, and there were so many people from UK like straight up in my comments like, oh my god, like who is this? Like who? Like like literally it was. About it was about my race. It was about how I looked. It was like what she even saying because my lyrics were completely for Singaporeans. Okay. I made red line references. I thought about like void decks. I said so many like every line had a Singaporean thing. Okay. And, or I shot it at a place where it was it was super Singaporean. So when I, it was not meant for anybody outside of Singapore. Like if you, you're obviously gonna see it because it's the internet. But you need to know that this is not for you to understand. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. Yeah. You are the one who doesn't get our references. But. They just took it upon themselves to be like, what she's talking about, like how that makes no sense. But I'm like, you're not gonna like understand what is red line. You don't understand that. So it was just very like, I felt so like, huh? I felt super attacked. I was just like, what do I do? Cause it's not my place to be like. I don't need to explain myself to anyone. Like if you don't get it, you don't get it. And I know the the bad like the the bad parts of putting yourself out there. Like I know the negative impact, and I know like how crazy it can get. So. This was like super early in my career, so I was just like, "Oh my god, what do I do?" And I was sending my brother like screenshots of like the things people are saying, and I was like, "Ah, oh, what's happening? Like, do I respond? Do I just act like I never see? Because when will this stop?" I remember thinking, "When will this end?" Because it got viral on Twitter, 
and Twitter is very like sh- super shareable, very fast. It's yeah. just one one like retweet. So that's when I was like, I remember switching off my notifications. I remember doing that, and I told myself, don't check, like just don't check. And that was probably the first time I decided to go offline and like just don't don't check my phone for it because I wasn't even getting hit from Singapore. Like Singapore <laughs> liked the video, like like Universal Music like shared it and everything because it was their artist and like they. It was actually getting really good response in Singapore, but I'm like, I would love to see the response there. But every time I switch, I open up any app, it's like all the hate comes in first because just yeah, it was just too much. So I remember going offline and telling myself, don't check for a while. And like a few days later, I think maybe a week later, it definitely died down. But it was that random like one or two was still like I I'll get notified about it, and I'll just be like, it would just trigger everything again. <laughs> just be like, oh, I thought this was done. <laughs> yeah, so it was definitely very tough because. I, I was not like ready for that at the time I guess but that definitely made me like like way stronger now like mm-hmm. now if I see the kind of comments I'm just like okay you just have nothing better to do <laughs> like you really have nothing better to do like I'd rather you go organize M&M's you know <laughs> like, like you really have nothing to do so you're just commenting so yeah I just now I'm okay now I'm, I mean it definitely sucks la, <laughs> to, to get hate comments but it's just like Whatever, if you really need to get this off your chest and if I'm the outlet, fine, <laughs> you know, fine, I'll just be that person because I'm on the internet anyway, right? And you'll just hit on me, sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if there's, if someone were to ask you, I mean, I mean, cyber, cyber bullying is real, right? Mm. And then it does affect people yeah. in, in a way. I mean, what if, I mean, that happened and you're mm. stronger than, than, you, I mean, than you are today, right? Mm. But how does a person, you know, you kind of like shut that out? Is there, is there anything that you might, you know? Share with them or advice. I think um, okay because I I did get cyberbullied in secondary school, so for me it was definitely at that stage of my life, I I did not know what to do. I didn't know I I did everything that I I think a kid at that age would, was told was right. So basically, you tell somebody who is like older, you know, you tell tell a teacher or tell like a parent or something like that. So I did all that. Like I was like a fourteen year old kid, and. And it was very weird because I became a meme before even memes were a thing. Like really, there was this senior in my school, like the sec five guy. I was like sec two, and he literally like like found a picture of like my basketball team. I was in the basketball team, and he found like a screenshot with me in it, and then he made me a meme, like something that said like, "Oh, her parents were were being so sarcastic when they named her pretty." Something like that, like text on the on the picture, and I was like. This is just a guy literally calling me ugly. Like he's literally saying she's not pretty, mm-hmm. and I was like, that is so subjective. <laughs> but I remember being like very, obviously very scared because I would have to go to school the next day and I would bump into this guy. And even though we were like three years apart, he still we're still in the same building. Yeah. So I was just very uncomfortable. And I remember my older brother was in the same school. So of course, like I told my brother, but at the time we obviously we weren't as close. <laughs> like we were as close as we are now. So, but he definitely did have my back. Like I told my my dad and everything, and they like. I think my brother like, like, like talked to the guy and everything. But obviously, it got worse because a bully is not just gonna stop when you tell them to stop. Mm-hmm. So they're they're just gonna make fun of your insecurities even more. So it was like really bad. Like I remember like playing at the basketball court with my team, and then the guy would like walk past, like don't know, like level four or something, and he would like yell something mean, and I was just like, like shit, like what? What's happening? I didn't know anything. I'm just a kid. <laughs> so I remember being very scared. And eventually, like I mean, eventually he graduated and he was out of my school, and that's when I really had nothing to worry about because I I felt so much safer. And by then I was already like sec three, sec four, and then I had like the people younger than me didn't know about it, so I didn't have to like worry about these things too much. But I was very like I just let it go. I just let time like take its course, kind of thing. Yeah, but but then it was so like seeing that online and going home and Facebook was was like 
just started and everybody was on Facebook at that time and then it was shared like it wasn't shared by a lot of people, it was like, commented on by a lot of people and they were like, Oh my god, isn't that the girl in tech tech two like class what? And I was like, huh, like why why is this like why why is it funny? You know, why is it why is my name like the pun of all your jokes? Like really like it's it was just very like they couldn't think of anything funnier like they just decided to make fun of my name. So it was just really lame lah. But then it was very tough and I remember like thinking like why do my friends not have my bed? I remember thinking that I'd been very scared. But then I realized that it's also because my friends are scared to say something because that's when they get bullied. Okay. And then I realized it's just like a domino effect kind of thing. So eventually when I got older, like like now, like doing what I do, I realized that you really need to speak up. You really need to tell your friends. And I mean I think it's like it's kinda of like strength in numbers. Like if your entire clique is gonna beg you and be like, Okay, this guy has nothing better to do and everyone's just gonna stick by you that's that's like it does so much for you it does so much for the victim like i would say because it's like you you would think that there's no one there for you you would think that oh my god you don't tell your teachers because you're just going to look like that lame kid that complained to the teacher but when all your people your classmates your like you start rallying your friends to help you out and speak up for you i think that's that's like really like that was what i needed i would i would think because there's there's only so much like an adult can do because they can do what they're supposed to do but you don't know what happens behind the scenes. You never know what happens. And it, it sucks because you don't know what happens online because we're not friends with our teachers on Facebook. You don't know what they're saying and you don't know how like it impacts the the one individual and like you don't know what their thought process is, you don't know what they'll do. So lucky for me, like I, I talked to like everybody around me, but I guess people were just scared to speak up. But eventually it just stopped. Like it just stopped because the guy graduated. I mean he decided to like work hard on O levels or something, <laughs> I guess. But that's when he decided to stop bullying me. Okay. But yeah, I mean I definitely think like what people should do is obviously speak up, get all your friends on your side, like like just show that you are unfazed by it. Because once you, as tough as it is to act unfazed, I think that's very important. Because once you show that you're like you're like broken down by this and his like the words have some sort of impact on you, that's when like they're gonna kick you when you're at your lowest point. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much that. Yeah. So I think just just always be the bigger person always like if it means walking past and acting like the person doesn't exist or acting like you cannot hear <laughs> anything they're saying just do it because okay. it does so much more for yourself okay. yeah okay but really it was very like it was it sucked it was it was the worst but eventually i was like oh and and the funny part was that yeah. i remember when i just started doing videos this guy commented like somebody commented on my videos and tagged the bully tagged the guy and said oh my god wasn't she the girl that you bullied and i remember seeing that and i took a screenshot i sent my brother i was like oh my god like huh this is like like five years later and somebody leaves a comment like that what do i do right and i ignored it lah because there's nothing for me to say but just recently like i think it was the wuru music video actually the guy himself commented and i forgot his exact words but he said something it was very mean it was like very like like he did not let it go from one decade ago when he bullied me and I'm just here like I've done so much with my life since then yeah. eh. like I cannot remember what I was like in secondary school because I've just been busy actually living my life eh. and this guy like leaves a comment on can you imagine bullying a, ch- a child and then 10 years later you still bully this person who is not a child anymore yeah. and it's just like I remember thinking like, that's so sad <laughs> like I, I just deleted the comment lah, because he's not a random hater that deserves my like or deserves me like laughing about it or making a joke about it this is an actual bully that has a problem like if, if it's 10 years down the line and you are still like coming for that kid that you bully in school that's very scary that's like something that only happens on on tv and yeah. movies so i'm just like wow 
I don't know what's up, but he needs help. <laughs> you know, like at this point, yeah. I don't need the help. I don't need to seek anything. I don't need. I'm okay. You know, yeah, you true. need to like start talking to people because that's that's intense to have hate like that. Yeah. <laughs> what did I do? My name was pretty. That's it. Eh? That's so easy to get. I was the target of like so many things. But yeah, it was so crazy. <laughs> yeah, we've grown stronger though. Yeah, you've grown stronger. Okay, we are getting closer to the the fun questions. Okay. Okay, but before that, <laughs> but before that, I wanted to ask you something. Okay, because recently there's this um article that said that Singapore is ranked worst place for women to work mm. uh, among top uh, gender equal nations with about three percent less pay and savings than men. Mm. Do you do you agree? I mean, I don't know. I mean, because um, how how is it in the industry where is it is there any um what's that yeah. Discrepancies, or do you feel that no, there's no, or will depend. I mean, like I, I definitely see the, the difference. Like how, like we look at. I don't know. It's like the same as like that ad, that viral ad when when they throw like a girl ad. You know, the like a girl, like okay. you know, like the the terms that people use. I don't think we realize how like we're totally putting down the other gender. I don't think we realize that like like saying like oh you run like a girl, saying things like that. I don't think people realize that like. Wait, why do we actually say this? Do girls even look like that when they run? Like you know, if you're talking about running like a bimbo, that's different. That's not running like a girl. That's running like a somebody who does not want to run and does not want to be doing sports at all. Yeah. So it's just it's just the terms like that, and like you definitely see the difference in how men and women are treated in the industry. But I think when I was working a full time job, right, it was weird because all my bosses have been female. Like okay. yeah, so like I did an internship in Cambodia actually. I did an internship and. My bosses were like this French couple. The lady was in charge of everything, and I was like, I've never had a male boss. Now that I think about it, okay. like in media club also, like at class ninety five, it was female boss, and then I worked at nine eight seven. It was. It's always been. I mean, okay lah, because there were a lot of restructure. There have been moments where it was someone else in charge, and it was a guy in charge for a while. But the bulk of it, the main bosses have I've reported to have always been female. So okay. that's like weird for me because I. Now that I think about it, like actually, there's been quite a lot of like female representation in power like positions, but I mean, I definitely see the the difference. And like Singapore Writers Fest, um, so this year from this year onwards, Pooja Nancy she'll be taking over Writers Fest. She's going to be the director and everything. And I remember she was asked like, what is it like? Uh, what what is it like being the uh, running running the SWF as a female like first female director? I remember she was asked something like that in in a Straits Times article, and she said. Oh, I'll bring my ovaries to the table. <laughs> like she said, I I lost it when she said that. I was like, that's wow. so funny because that's true. Why is it? Uh, mm. What's it like being the a female? How are you gonna do things differently? Mm. Yeah, that was the question. How are you gonna do things differently as a fem- first female director? And I was like, that is true. Like just because of her gender, she's supposed to do things differently. No, if if she was another guy taking over, she should still do things differently. Mm. So it was just very. I thought that was so like the way to shut down the interviewer <laughs> kind of thing. I thought that was so good, but I definitely see like you know the the way questions are even asked. Like you know why 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 do you have to put it that way? Because if you're new at all doing this, you should be bringing something to the table. It shouldn't be because of my gender, because I'm female, I have something to prove. It shouldn't be like that. And I think um, it's definitely like society has definitely made it a case where women should feel that way we should feel like okay you know i'm the first female to do this let me just switch things around let me show them a woman can do it when actually anyone can do it like you know it's it's just ridiculous that it's come to that point mm-hmm. but i think that's probably one of the examples like here in singapore that i've seen for myself but definitely like online like i watch so many compilation videos of like celebrities like shutting interviewers down of like talking about like you know like 
oh you know you look so good tonight like and there's a viral like video of an interview saying to Taylor Swift interviewer saying like oh like your your legs look so nice in this dress I'm pretty sure you'll be going home with so much more than awards tonight like at a watch oh show like gosh. and then she looks just like what what am I gonna go home with she's like so many men like she said something like that and then Taylor Swift was like. I'm not going home with any man tonight. I'm going home with my cats, and I'm gonna like be hanging out with my cats tonight. Like she was so pissed, and I'm like, yeah, like that's not okay because you would not say that to a guy. You wouldn't say like, oh, like you're gonna bring home a lot of chicks tonight. Like you know, an E News interviewer saying that to a guy, that's inappropriate for sure. But saying that to a girl is somehow okay. Yeah. So it's just like I mean, in like Hollywood itself, it's insane, and like the whole like realizing that men get paid way more than women, like that's just like whoa, <laughs> that's so ridiculous, yeah. and. Yeah, I, I mean, I I definitely I, I definitely love that the conversation has happened. Like the whole twenty eighteen, people spoke out about so many things, yeah. and like twenty eighteen was really the year of realizing things, as Kylie Jenner said, <laughs> realizing things. <laughs> but but yeah, I I I definitely like that we are bringing this conversation here in Singapore, and like we shut interviewers down if they're gonna ask us like sexist questions. So yeah, I, I think that's important to keep like keep speaking your mind. Like don't just answer it because you're like. Okay, I got a same professional. You know, like if you need to say something to get a point across, just do it. Okay. What is? Hang on. Before that, I want to ask you something. In mm-hmm. this, I mean, I don't know whether you have someone you know, you look up to or someone that you kind of like um, are influenced by. Is there um, anyone in particular? That's the thing. So I think at the start, like people always ask me like a comedian I looked up to or like who do I watch also. Mm-hmm. But I watch so much. Like I don't. Like actually, I don't really watch. Like stand up, stand up comedians, but I watch a lot of like sitcoms. I watch a lot of like funny shows in general. So I really like Kat Dennings. Okay. I really like her from Two Broke Girls, and um, there's just like so many people I watch. I watch. I mean, I definitely love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like I love comedy. The Office. The Office humor is like probably my favorite kind of like humor that I've seen in the show. Okay. And Parks and Rec, like the Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, like those people, I think are just hilarious. Like anything they write, they don't they don't even have to be in it. Like every anything they write have been like has been amazing. So I think all these people like are the people I look up to like in Hollywood, Hollywood. But like here I I guess I guess I would say people like Pooja Nancy, Sharu Chana, like like they are so funny and they're so real and like every time Sharu does a like I did Happy Ever Laughter and she was on the lineup, right? Yeah. In rehearsals, I would still be laughing. Eh? Like I, I've heard the same thing like ten days in a row because of rehearsals, but I would still be laughing. Like they're just so hilarious, and yeah, I think I think she's amazing, and she's doing like a show for International Women's Day. Like she's okay. she's doing a stand up show then. So yeah, I'm gonna go catch it. And I'm very excited. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think these are people that in Singapore I'm like. Oh, you're hilarious, and I I love that they speak their mind. Okay, yeah. I think speak okay because it's your yeah. that's your personality. You yeah. cannot you cannot speak up speak your mind. Mm. Um, what's next for you? Hmm. Um, I yeah. think this year I definitely mm-hmm. want to do my own web series. Okay. So I don't think I'm gonna do like a. I I really think I cannot act. So okay. I've told everybody this I really cannot act like, and Have then, you tried though? Have you? As in I've been to auditions before I never got the role oh. So I think that says Like <laughs> I really cannot act la. No but I always tell people Like I can write my own Nonsense script And I can act that out Because that is really me That is just an exaggerated me So I can act that like, I can act this ridiculous Pretty please character I can play it anytime Because it is Everything in my head mm-hmm. But I cannot play Like an actual role Where I'm, I have to be a teacher Or I have to be like Something like that It's so tough Because I, I'm like trying so hard to like break out of this like yeah. yeah I think it's very tough but I've never actually done like a I'm on set and I'm actually a part of a show I've never actually done that so I don't know how it would play out if I do that okay. but that's why I always like even when with my own web series I want it to be very like 
it's very real it's like a bit of reality kind of like more than it's definitely more reality than a scripted like okay like web series I'm playing a role I need to hire like other people to act with me it's definitely going to be more reality and it's more just me doing like like crazy stuff kind of thing Okay. Yeah. Is this is this your side hustle or is this your full yeah, time? Yeah. So it's gonna be my main. I mean, so far like pretty piece has always been like my complete main main thing for like the last two years. But okay. uh, just that radio was my part time job. So now that I'm no longer on radio, I think I think I, now that I have a lot of my nights free, it's good because I work. I stay up late. Like I don't work early. I work very late. So okay. that's good because I I just spend most of my nights like editing and writing. So I think I'll probably like write. Like the first three or five episodes, and that's when I can start rolling things out because I want to have more than enough. I don't want to be like write already and then I have to like freak myself out into like oh my god I need to write the next one. Yeah, so I'll probably just plan that all out properly and like launch it this year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, some sometimes that uh, this question sometimes pops up. How do you support yourself in that sense? Because this is your main gig, right? I yeah. Mean, people are curious, as in, I mean, you don't have to tell your full secret. Yeah. But, you know, like secrets <laughs> and nuggets of like you know how do you. How do you um, kind of like sustain or survive mm. if that being your main gig? Yeah, it's it's super like I mean it's definitely it, it definitely was very tough at the start because I um, like basically my brother and I we're like the sole breadwinners of the family so it's it's tough because my my brother just graduated from school last year so he only started working a full time job like in the last couple of months okay. so for me it was I've been doing this full time since for the last one and a half two years so I've been the one that like had to like. You know, like cover all bases kind of thing. Like it was very intense and it was very tough at the start. But I remember, before actually leaving my job to try to do this full time, I remember having this conversation with my family. Like, okay, are are y'all okay if I try to do this? But I remember also saying, if it doesn't work out, I'll go back. Like I'll go get a job. I, I never, I never did this to like, okay, if it doesn't work out, I'll keep like making sure this happens. Like, I was really realistic about it. I was just like. If it's not gonna work out, I know I need financial stability. I know we need to pay rent. You know we need to cover all these things. So, I would still go get. I'll go back and get a job. I remember having a conversation with my boss also, and she she was so open to it. She was like, "Yeah, anything. The door's always open. You know, if you ever need like, if I I'm always gonna be here supporting whatever you do. But like, if you ever need to like come back, if you ever need a job here, there's always room for you. So okay. I had a lot of supportive people in my life for sure. So that was that gave me a lot of reassurance to like just okay I'm gonna try this and I'm gonna give it my all and if it really doesn't work out no shame I'm just gonna go back and you gotta pay the bills you yeah. gotta do what you gotta yeah. do so but I think the one thing that I I stuck with really strongly is the I'm not gonna sell out <laughs> so like with a with every client I work with and with every like brand or anything it's always been like uh okay I have to like. Actually, like your stuff. I have to actually like. I mean, that's why I think I don't do a lot of product endorsements. Mm-hmm. I'm more of like a, oh, if it's a campaign, Cartoon Network, Hasbro, like you know things like that. Like okay. the things I love, the things I would love to be a part of, and like and especially if it's a client or a brand I already use or I already like watch on TV and I love. That's even better. That's the best case scenario. But yeah, so so far it's always been things that I've actually used. I've had personal experiences with, or I know like people in my life that like use these things or like. Are part of these things, so so it's very like, I I always like I just don't anyhow endorse things basically okay. because I know I know how it looks and that's the that's the kind of thing I make fun of. Mm-hmm. So why would I like, you know I always think twice before like just doing doing things like that. Okay. So I think the like how I make it sustainable would be probably just like I I've been I mean all my client stuff and all my ads I I've always like tried to make it as me as possible so. Even in my scripts, like even in my edits, the way I edit is, I always try to like keep it completely me. So when it's things like my subtitles, it's things like that. If a client like is like, no, we don't want that. Like you know, we cannot. 
it, it's saying like really wrong things so we cannot then I'm like no no I can change it up like I'm writing this up so let me know like what what's good let me know what where the boundaries are I will definitely like cater it to you yeah. but it's not gonna be taken out because that's that's like a basically like a brand guideline like if you're gonna work with me all these have to be in the video like yeah. you have to you have to know that this comes with ridiculous subtitles and I get that in my subtitles I always get away with saying a lot of things but I know that when it comes to a client, like, okay, tone it down, you know, don't just say <laughs> any <laughs> ridiculous joke. Like, don't say something, like, specific to the brand or, like, something specific to, like, like a joke that I can make here that is, like, that the client will appreciate, you know, something that makes sense for them. So, yeah, that's, that's how I change things up to, like, keep it so, so my brand voice, my, the Pretty Please brand is still really strong even if, even if it's an ad, even if it's a client thing. So like and like I said, like all my videos is always I'm Singapore's top something. So I keep all these things, I keep all these elements and I think so far like every everyone I've worked with, right, it's always been they they kinda know what to expect when they work with me. Like they already watch my stuff. So that's great. But they there were definitely like one or two clients who like maybe they didn't, they just wanted to work with me because they like saw me online and they just wanted to work with me, but but like I had to like really convince them that I know when you keep these things, no, let me change it up. Like there were a lot of convincing. But I think how I keep it sustainable is probably like keeping my brand voice really strong with my clients and so I'm doing gigs, I'm actually like doing ads but I'm still like, it still looks like a previous video, it's still me being me and all these things, like amidst all the ads and all the client stuff, it's just me like putting out content of my own like, like recently I did an interview with my mom, <laughs> like that. so it's like things like that, like it's like people want to see this because they love my mom so much, <laughs> like people even comment on my videos like I'm only here for Mama Sarah, I'm not here for you but you do, you know like people still leave comments on my stuff, I'm like sure, okay. so like it's it things like that, like, I would still want you to like, you know like get to know me, like know my mom, like she's have, she has so much fun with these things, so yeah that's how I keep my brand voice like still, still strong I would say. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. Okay, this is the fun stuff. This is the real fun stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay, um what what's something most people don't know about you that you're really proud of? Hmm. At the start I would say Mandarin, but okay. now everybody knows. <laughs> that was my secret. Okay. Um oh, what am I really proud of? That's a good question. Um I guess hmm, this this really <laughs> that stumped me. <laughs> no uh, but I think for me I I I would I would a lot of people assume that I think to do a career in the creative scene at all, a lot of people assume that you come from money. A lot of people assume that like life has probably been like really like I mean not, not easy because they know like a lot of people come from struggles, that's why they have lost it also. But I think people assume that like you know you have to be well to do or like oh everything's free, right? Everything's sponsored, right? Like people always say this these things to me. Even friends like they just joke about it. But I'm like, um, that's not true. <laughs> I I mean I'm like we still like we, I would think we live a normal life just that some products are free like makeup products and things like that but it's not like a oh the life of glitz and glam like people think that I'm like no like you, you need to see me on a shoot you need to see me carry equipment and like run around and like try and get cabs and like rush to the next location yeah. you need to see that because that's where you see the real like how it's like in the in this industry because everyone on shoots is like insane I've, I've heard like I've worked with other people so I've seen like we all are just hustling like crazy and and like yeah it's just so insane and like staying up till 5am working on edits doing all these things and like you know that's why when people say things like oh yeah who do you who do you hire to do your subs I'm just like it's me <laughs> like you think I'm just balling out to like hey, okay one person does my subtitles another person does my edits so you know like no like it's really all me and okay. like 
that's why I said I think that's probably an assumption that like it's it's completely wrong. <laughs> it's not like it's really not a glamorous life. Like okay. I mean, I guess because like we attend events and things that like people think it's like oh it's like very fancy, but it's really not. You should see me just like <laughs> like I'm so like chill. <laughs> like I'm really so like chill. Like I attend events half the time because I actually like like the stuff and I actually want to know. Yeah. Or like they have like a guest coming down that I actually like yeah. and I'm a fan of. Or like it's a time for me to catch up with my friends who are also going to the event. So it's never like a Okay, I need to be here at this time for for this appearance. No, it's not like that. It's really not. It's so like okay, I got time. I go. <laughs> okay, it's so chill. So I think that's probably like an assumption a lot of people have. Okay. But yeah, other than that, I don't think there's anything about me people don't know because I feel like they know everything. Okay. <laughs> I've been so real all along. <laughs> like I've been too honest already. <laughs> Way too honest. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. What is your why? Your drive that you get up in the morning. Um. I think um, I love seeing people laugh. Like I love making people laugh. So for me, that was a very, very like uh, strong factor as to why I do what I do. Because at the start, even realizing people have the same a similar sense of humor or even understood my jokes and my like whether it was a dark like dark humor or like sarcastic or self-deprecating, like the kind that I do, I would say it's very it's. It's pretty like niche. It's pretty like I don't know who would appreciate that, but I was very surprised to see that there actually a lot of people who get it and feel the same way and who also like share the same sentiments about a lot of things. So I think that's a huge factor as to why I even wanna like, okay, I wanna do a web series. Okay, I wanna. I think people are like this. I think people are like that. Like, I love seeing people laugh and I love seeing people in the comment section just like thanking their friends like, oh my god, you are like this. Like thanking their friends and like scolding them in my comments and saying, this is you. This is exactly you. She's making fun of you. Like you know things like that. So. I, I just love that it's it's so real like it's everything that I'm joking about uh, experiences that we've all had so like I like that people can relate and I like that they're laughing at these things which I think yeah I just think it's so important to like take a break and just laugh mm-hmm. and I think what I appreciate the most is a lot of people will send me DMs and say things like uh, I don't think you understand how how much I needed this and when I hear things like that I'm like I have felt this way a lot. Like I felt this way to just scrolling through stuff and having a great laugh at something and just being like, "Wow, I did not know I needed this to cheer me up. I didn't know that this was something I needed today." Yeah. And receiving comments like that is just crazy to know that like I've impacted someone in that way. Like you know, not just a laugh, but like you actually taking the time to message me and say that. Um, I people say things like, "I watch you when I'm feeling sad," and you really cheer me up. And I'm like, the fact that you're upset and you think of like. Okay, let me go watch a pretty please video. Like that's just so crazy to me because I can be that there for someone and actually not even be there. Like mm-hmm. I'm just online and and you can actually like come find me and that cheers you up. Like that's just crazy to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is your most humbling experience? Hmm. I I would think that. Hmm. I actually met my super fan Emma. Super fan. Super okay. fan. So okay. she actually wrote like a. Um, I forgot how how we. Oh, her friend DM me to okay. say that she's like a really really big fan and she has a shrine of me in the okay. office. So I didn't know what to expect when I heard that. But that's when I started to see like a lot of DMs and a lot of pictures, and then I realized that there's this girl Emma who actually tags me in a lot of like like she would like parody like something I did, and then she would like comment, and then she would quote me on something, and I'm like. I would notice her a few times, then I realized this is the Emma that people are DMing me about. Okay. So some, uh, one day, there was an article on Mothership that said 
uh, super fan, like pretty, pretty super fan, like hopes to to meet pretty on her birthday or something. And then I was like, huh, this is an actual like she actually likes me this much. Like nobody likes me this much. I was like, are you kidding me? So I remember actually like. I think her friend emailed me. So like she has super good friends lah. Like they all like try to get me to like to like come by and like say hi. No, they just wanted me to like I don't know, like probably say happy birthday or something like that. But that's when I was like, Oh, I'm free, let me just go by all <laughs> and then they didn't expect me to like be so like actually drop by and say hi, but I'm like I mean sure I have the time and she likes me this much I need to meet somebody who actually likes me this much so I remember just like replying her friends on email and then we organized like a surprise and then I bought like cupcakes and I went to the office and she started she freaked out like she ran away from me and she freaked out and she really has a shrine like it was like pictures that she printed from my older videos like first few videos and then it was uh, I joked about makeup in one video and I used the dishwashing sponge as my beauty blender <laughs> and then the, the yellow and green one and she like had that and she stuck it on the wall and she had a Barbie doll and then she made it like look like me <laughs> and then I was like wow that's so funny like it's really funny la. like it's not like like weird at all <laughs> it's very funny so I remember I took pictures of the whole shrine and then I, like we hung out for a bit in the office and she was like so grateful and I'm just like this is crazy that like somebody would even dedicate this much time and effort to me. <laughs> like that's yeah, to me that was just so like I can't believe I met my probably my biggest fan in person. <laughs> yeah. And this was very early like in, in my career. So I was just very like, wow, like like the fact I mean she still watches me now, like you know, and everything. So I'm just that's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. And yeah, I think definitely like um like working with clients is so the things that I get to do and like my favorite gig I would say like one of the, the best like the, the, the gig they gave me like a really super rewarding feeling was me working with the club and they okay. actually sent my mom and I overseas okay. and my mom hasn't traveled in at least a decade like my mom has not like sat on a plane like in super long because just solely because we a lot of stuff happened and we don't go for family holidays anymore and like I, I didn't even realize there was a thing like, like I didn't even realize there was a thing to like oh, okay you know what let me just set some time aside and take my family for vacation like that's something I probably should have done but doing this gig made me realize that wow my mom needed a holiday she really did and I'm so glad they made it happen because that whole trip was like a five days in Japan and it's my mom has never been to Japan and it was just like like watching her experience all that for the first time and being in Japan and everything was just very like wow like I cannot believe that this like this just happened because of what I do like it happened because and it's a job like how is this even job like work it was just so that was probably my favorite game just because like my mom got I like seeing my mom smile and just be so happy and they made a whole video we went to Disneyland first time in my life going to Disneyland like and I'm so glad I got to go with my mom like that was so I never in my life would have thought that would happen so that was my favorite game only because I realized how happy it made my mom and watching like the post the post like campaign video and everything and like it still made me like so happy I showed my mom and she was showing all her friends because she works yeah. at a preschool just showing all her like colleagues and then they were like wow Sarah you go overseas with your daughter and now I'm just like wow my mom is like the cool kid in the school it's like just so funny but yeah my mom I brought so much joy on her face like just for that trip so it was, it was super cool uh. that was my most like like maybe it was the most rewarding like moment of my career I think okay yeah okay that's amazing hmm. <laughs> okay um three lessons if today was the last day on earth and for you to leave your wisdom behind three lessons three truths hmm. advice I think one is always like never take life so seriously hmm. nobody gets out alive anyway <laughs> like you know just like have fun with it and and do everything you want to do like don't 
don't wait till like like you know you hit a certain point in your life and you're like okay I need to do everything now like you know throughout your life experience everything you need to and like like try everything like once <laughs> like you know like do everything like live your life basically because I think just don't live a life of regret I think that's that's very important for sure and yeah don't live a life of regret you know just have fun like don't take yourself so, so seriously because really like at the end of the day like your mental health is very important and at the end of the day like working your ass off at like whatever whatever you do when you sit down at home and you're just like silent and you think about like your life and your day and if you're unhappy change 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 something in your life you know do something about it because you can't live a life that way that's not good for yourself mm-hmm. and um i guess i don't know i don't know what's the third thing i would say <laughs> probably just I think I think never never lose sight of who you are because like never forget where you come from because it's a uh, it's very easy like especially if if you're in the creative scene especially it's very easy to lose lose sight of why you do what you do and I think that's something like I I wouldn't say I always struggle with but that's something I struggle with when I watch other people's content like I I have like a lot of things to say and I'm just like but why <laughs> you know but I'm like but why would you say this or why would you do that because like you weren't like this before and then you know you don't want to like look at somebody and think like oh you've changed but i feel like that happens quite often and i think for me that's the one thing i will always stick by in my content and at least and everything is like to never forget uh why you started because once you forget that and once you lose sight like like how i say now you know i love making people laugh and i love that it starts a lot of conversations but eventually if my content's not like that mm-hmm. that's where there's definitely a huge problem like imagine me just like you know just sitting there and like doing like makeup reviews and just like <laughs> talking about things and getting free stuff and just being very happy about that but at the end of the day I'm like this is not doing good for anyone you know this is not actually what I stand for and what I actually want to put across yeah. so yeah I think never to start a free yeah. okay yeah. that's beautiful that's true actually okay fun this is really fun <laughs> I promise okay. <laughs> what is it <laughs> I'm scared <laughs> okay um, what would be your superhero character Five seconds. Wow. Huh, five? Five seconds. Can I, can I, can I, five, can I, five really can I. Um, uh, five seconds. <laughs> but technically, I'm already a superhero because okay. of Singapore Star every day. Okay. <laughs> Singapore Star superhero. No. Um, oh, I know my superhero character. It's okay. called Racial Harmony. <laughs> I did this for last year's National Day with okay. Jaden. Like, okay. So, I don't even know Jaden, but he's a photographer that does like, every, every National Day, he drops like a photo series. Okay. So, he did like a... The last two years, he made like this model like dress up with like the the prata like you know the chicken rice paper okay. the brown one way over her head the good morning towel okay, like I think I remember yeah like he dressed up in a lot then uh, I think the year before he did like a series with Intra so so last year he did like a series where he wanted to show like Singapore superheroes so he had one which was like the Saman Anti okay. <laughs> and then it was like the the ticket the parking tickets everywhere and then it was like the cone the traffic cones okay. like the Madonna bra okay. kind of thing it was so intense and mine was. We came up with the character together and I told him, oh my god, can I please be Racial Harmony? Because okay. that's what our country prides itself mm-hmm. on, Racial Harmony. And and I want to wear like all the different races. I want to wear a costume that is like everything. So I remember wearing like a, oh, it was intense. I wore like a, a Chinese, like a, it's, I think it's Chinese called, a, no, it's like called a tuto, which is like okay. underwear. Okay. <laughs> it's like Chinese laundry okay. back okay. in the day. Okay. So it was like a top and then I remember wearing this like, like, Holding like a sari, mm-hmm. and I had sari tied around my waist, and I was holding like a kebaya kind of thing, like a cloth. 
and then it was just so like crazy and then my, my necklace was the sauce the saucepan for like soya sauce for a Chinese <laughs> restaurant <laughs> the necklace and then I was holding a feather duster okay. it was just so crazy and then we called it racial harmony okay. and the whole like the design of the whole poster was like Chinese textbook where they show all the students bowing okay. <laughs> it, was, it was just hilarious so that would be my superhero okay, cool. I'll bring all races together okay cool cool that's a new superhero it's quite cool okay um you asked this before what was the creepiest thing you'd say to a stranger on the street <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. I'll probably say um, <laughs> creepiest thing. Yeah. Okay. Creepiest thing would probably be like walk past and then whisper seven days. You know, like <laughs> like that's really creepy. Oh, that's so creepy. Seven, seven days. days. Wow. I no, think you scared the shit out of the person. You know, like, what, what seven days? You know, my, my baby in Singapore is even creepy of you. Eight days. <laughs> that's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tearing. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's the creepiest thing you would say? Really? Really eight days. Eight okay. days. <laughs> I whisper eight days. Okay. <laughs> they don't know if I'm talking about a magazine or like something's gonna happen in eight days. They don't know. Okay. That's interesting. Both are creepy though. Yes, that's true. <laughs> okay. Your spirit animal. Oh my gosh. Spirit animal. Okay. Uh, this one's super like. I think everybody would agree with me, but I would say dog. dog really? I'm so like, I'm like a crazy, like, happy dog when they're on us home. Yeah, really, I'm like so, I'm exactly like my dog. Okay. It's so weird, it's supposed to be my dog, it's like me, not I'm like But yeah, no, but like that, that whole like, like how you would describe a dog, I would, I would like to think I have the same characteristics. Okay. And yeah, I think dogs are like the best thing that has happened to me. Okay. <laughs> like personally, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, this or that, okay? Benjamin King or Joaquin Gomez? Oh. <laughs> Joaquin Gomez, because there's a lot of history there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I voted for him, there's a lot of history. <laughs> okay. You want to share more with those people who don't know the history? Oh, no, maybe not. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean Ben? No, no, oh, I mean who? the. The, I mean, it, by story of Joke. Yeah, story of Oh right, I was sorry, Joke. Um, so when I was eighteen years old, you know, how old was I? Probably six. I was twelve. Mm-hmm. Joke was eighteen. He was on Singapore Idol, okay. and I was like, oh my god, this guy's so cute. And then I spent sixty cents to vote, and then <laughs> and my mother scolded me. <laughs> but then eventually, I realized that. Basically, my parents and Jokyo's parents go way back. Like, okay. like, my parents know his dad and everything. So, I remember I wanted to vote for him. My parents were just like, Hey, he's our friend's son. And I was just like, Come on, man. Don't, <laughs> like, don't lie. Don't try to get cool with me and act like you're in on the crowd. You know, like, don't try to be like, Just because I say he's cute, then you say you know him. Yeah. Then, so I was just, I, don't, I didn't believe my mom. And <laughs> she wasn't lying. <laughs> so, basically, eventually, I started working at 987. Jokyo and I. I actually met and I told him la, I told him hey, I voted for you and then we laughed it's like an inside joke that we, we laugh about it all the time but there's no shame la. I'm not gonna lie you know I'm, I'm very super honest so so we make jokes all the time and eventually like you know we put a whole narrative where I proposed joking proposed yeah, yeah, to me yeah, like, it was all funny and then he came to my house last year because I invited like all my colleagues and then he was there and my parents literally pulled out their wedding album and found Jokim's dad. Okay. And I was just like, wow, why we do all this? Like, why? You know, like, why would you do this and embarrass me like that? They you know, the wedding album is not like a normal album. It's a massive album. And then there was a picture of Jokim's dad and yeah. like my parents taking pictures and it's like, see, see, yeah, we know him, we know him. Then I'm like, okay, so what? So why you got to do this in front of everybody? And then Jokim took a picture, sent his dad and then we realized that, okay, my parents weren't lying. But yeah, that's the history. Like, you know, voted for him, realized our parents are friends, and then 
now we're friends, so yeah. that's cool. Okay, it's meant to be. Yeah. It's meant to be. Okay, what is the craziest thing that you like to do now? Craziest thing. Last one, lah. Last oh, question. Craziest thing. <laughs> Have eight hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. When was the last time you had eight hours? Don't of sleep? remember. Seriously. I really don't remember. Hustle, hustle. But no, like, I think it's also just because I don't I sleep. Just, yeah, I just like to sleep very late. I just am more productive mm. at like three a.m. I don't know why. So um, I don't know what's the craziest thing, yeah, but the craziest thing that I'll do now, right? Mm. Like at this present that. I really don't know. I think probably just like <laughs> not replying my email. <laughs> Probably just going offline. Okay. Going offline okay. would be the craziest thing, actually. Okay. Like, I mean, not not just on, like on Instagram. I mean, like, if I disappear <laughs> for a while, I think that would do so much for me. That'd be so good. Okay. But I think that would be quite crazy. <laughs> like, I think people would be like, "Wait, is she really not being saying something stupid on my feet today?" <laughs> like, you know, where is she? <laughs> I think people would actually wonder okay. like what happened. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Last one. What do you want to leave behind? Your definition of legacy. Hmm. I think I want to. Like, I would like to be remembered as like someone who, who always spoke her mind and actually got a lot of important, like got people to start talking about a lot of important things. So, whether it's about, I think I talk a lot about race, but I think that's something that's really like, I really really need to like talk about because I have a lot of personal experiences about it. So I think I definitely want to be remembered as somebody who like, uh, got a lot of people talking about these things that we needed to, and also was a form of like. Like relief and just like somebody that people actually look forward to seeing at the end of the day, or like in a, on a tough day, it was someone that they actually like, like oh my god, let's watch a previous video, let's just actually unwind, let's like watch a compilation of her stuff, you know, like yeah. I, I I love that that people do that, and I think that's that's definitely great. The fact that I can still make people laugh, like leaving my, the fact that everything's on the internet and it's there for the rest of my life, I, I love that it can always be there whether I'm around, you know, yeah. It's a beautiful legacy. I mean, yeah. you. I mean, you. You're an inspiring person. Truthfully, truthfully, because you. you speak your mind, which is very important nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How can we support you? I mean, your website, the um, things that you, Instagram. <laughs> I just put out a new T-shirt yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so it's called the. So I I don't know if you saw, but it was pretty viral. Mothership wrote an article about uh, Taobao, like or Q10. If I'm not wrong, they they wrote like a. Uh, they have a new T-shirt called "Yes, it's because." Eh, eh no, no, no. Is it because I'm Chinese? Okay. And then they did a variation called "Is it because I'm Malay?" and "Is it because I'm Indian?" And I'm just sitting there like, "Yes, it's because you're Chinese." <laughs> like the only reason that video went viral is because you're a Chinese girl who said "Is it because I'm Chinese?" Yeah. <laughs> because nobody, you're the majority. You should imagine in America someone saying "Is it because I'm white?" It's the same, like it's the same logic. It's just like it's not because of your race. You don't know about race. Like you have never had a race like struggle. So relax. So if anything, you've had too much privilege. Which is if you bring it into Singapore context, it's like it's pretty similar. Like how we always joke about Chinese privilege. It it was such a Chinese privilege thing to say. Is it because I'm Chinese? Yeah. So and if the driver wasn't like if he was Chinese, he would never say that one. Like you know, it's just it's just so weird. So. Yeah, and I I thought it was hilarious to like just be like, uh yes, <laughs> it's because you're Chinese. So I made a T-shirt called <laughs> "Yes, it is because you're Chinese." Okay, <laughs> and I put it out yesterday. So I have like a bunch of merch, and it's all very like it's all my song related. So there's thick T-shirts, and then there's Meili T-shirts for my E8 song. So it's all on my website prettyplease.com okay. and. Yeah, actually, most I have like six different T-shirts. They're all there, and it's all just fun stuff, lah. And 
other than that, I think I'll just be like putting out more content on my YouTube page, doing web series this year. So everything is pretty placed on YouTube. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll support you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks I mean, for having me. I mean, we hope you enjoyed it. I mean, we exactly. enjoyed it. I, <laughs> I really did. Everything, everything that you say was terrible. I love, I love how this is just like a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's like uh, radio, but it's never on. <laughs> like it's, it's like non-stop with no ads. <laughs> it's just radio. <laughs> Oh my god, that's a good, that's a good deadline. Maybe we have to share it. Just take it and say like, we don't without the ads. <laughs> and then we play some songs. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you so, so much. much. Thank you. Thank you.